Hey sis, how is your heart? Can I share something with you about my heart? My heart has been in a place of anxiety and this week God reminded me of his power in me. I have been studying the book of Daniel this month and as if God knew I would need it. There in Daniel chapter 8 verses 27, after Daniel had received the interpretation about his vision from the angel and he was so overwhelmed, right there was the antidote of what I needed to do, just like Daniel did. Right there was exactly what my heart needed to be healed from the anxious thoughts about the future and the uncertainties of life. When you have a godly burden to carry, you can't lean on just worldly coping mechanisms. You need to be spirit fed. And for me, my heart needed more than a quick fix. It needed a reminder and reconnection to the source of peace. In that moment of Bible study, when I felt the weight of anxiety lifted and the fear was replaced with so much peace that I whispered to myself, I choose peace. Choose peace as you walk through the sufferings of life. Know this today. Healing takes time. Change takes time. Change can be painful, but on the other side is so much joy and peace. When you stop searching for control in the midst of your situation and you start surrendering control to the one who knows, sees, and hears it all, all of these can be experienced in the stillness of your heart posture. So go beyond the autopilot scriptural readings and sit with yourself and with God. You will hear him speak into those broken places in your heart that need healing. I want you to join me and my friend Lady Yvette Ireland today as we talk all about bravery, courage, and so on. Lady Yvette has been through a lot and her story is compelling. And she's going to walk us through how sometimes when God interrupts your life, it is for his purpose and for your good and for your purpose. So I want you to come on in. Let's go. Hi friend, this is Kate Akokadezi. How are you doing? How are you doing? It is so great to have you listening. What I aim to do with this podcast and the wider ministry of I Am Free Woman is to help you heal and transform your heart and mind as you choose to live free every day. I believe healing is our choice and once we embrace the process, we can truly heal others as we are healed. So I say, heal people, heal people. <laughs> Can you believe that January is almost over? Wow. I don't want to ask, but I should. How has your well-being thrived so far in the new year? Mm -hmm. Don't quit your goals. Keep moving. Please remember to like, share, and follow, and subscribe to the podcast, and also rate and review the show on Apple iTunes. It will do my heart so good, and most importantly, people will find it and be able to learn what you are learning. So like the podcast, share it, and invite your friends to listen, okay? We will be kicking off our live Dear Sister Summit starting in February, and I can't wait what Saturday mornings will look like for us when we get to come together live on Instagram, live on Facebook, and also a Zoom option for those who want to join via Zoom. I can't wait to really 
kick this off and finally start really talking about all things heart posture, heart transformation, healing, living life, loving it, women, well-being, all those things. Okay. We have a planner for you. If you are still figuring out how to organize your life and you have been, you've been listening to this podcast, I don't want to hear you tell me someday that my life, I'm overwhelmed, all that stuff. We have a planner for you and I want you to go to chiefjoyactivator.com and check it out. And also, if you have people in your life that really, you know, could use some time management, organizing their life so that they can have more time with their family and God and all that, why don't you encourage them to check out the planner? Okay. Also subscribe to our newsletter, dear sister. So much goodness in these weekly and monthly newsletters for you. Today's friend is someone I attended high school with and over the years we have reconnected and gotten closer as sisters and friends in Christ. Her compelling story is one of bravery, surrender, heart of worship, and victory. Not everyone who is deported from another country gets to return to that country and make lemonade out of lemons. So you need to listen to her story because you will be blessed and your heart will thank you. As you listen to our conversation, I want you to bear this in mind. Allow the lessons to be taught. Go through challenging seasons and not be broken by them. Don't take God out of the equation when searching for answers. You are never too spiritual to call yourself a child of God. Decide and choose God every day. Fellowshipping with God is where you start to believe. Get past the conflict of the body, soul, and spirit. When God interrupts, Lean in, lean forward, and not backward. Feed your spirit with the word of God every single day. And remember to choose to be free, choose to live free, and choose to stay free. Being faithfully renewed, encouraged, exceptional women and men of God. This is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator. Until next time, may God's goodness and mercy follow you always. And remember, healed people heal people. So I want you to go into the world and heal someone today. Choose to live free. I love you. Enjoy the conversation with my friend, Yvette. Well, one of these days, if I don't laugh at the beginning of the episode, some people will think something is wrong with Kate. <laughs> <I think> so. <laughs> you know, like the intro, you start laughing so hard and then I'm laughing and like, why you laughing? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, well. Hi, dear sisters. Welcome to Choose to Live Free Podcast. This is Kate Eko Kadezi and I have with me I'm hoping that we can keep this under an hour, but I don't know how it's going to go because, you know, when you get those guests, those friends on your show and you just want to talk forever, this guest is one of those. So the guest that I have here, we went to high school together. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to welcome one of my good friends and sister, Yvette Ireland. Hey everybody. Hi. It's um it, it's a real privilege um to be here with you. Uh, my name is Yvette Island. I am a child of God, first and foremost. Um, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, um, I'm a career woman as well, and I'm a friend, I'm a sister, um, and yeah, everything in between. <laughs> I love that that you said that first. I am a child of God, and so you are free. 
right? <laughs> I, um, I mean, you know, there, there's no freedom um, aside from what we get in Christ. And it's amazing. And, and Kate knows. <laughs> I, I can't remember how we read Either, it. right? <laughs> but I think it probably might be um, with um, you starting I Am Free Woman a few years. Well, you know, quite mm-hmm. a few years ago. Um, and I think it would have been your your faithfulness and just you know um sending um something like you know just to to acknowledge that you're doing an amazing job and i think that is probably where we reconnected from because like you said in high school i mean we're all doing our things um i was a christian i'm blessed to have always you know been um a christian but it wasn't something that i i owned it so much and so it wasn't you know one of the first things that um i was going for um in that uh, at that time of my life and so but then, you know, as I have matured in my faith, um, I do have so much appreciation for people who are standing firm in their faith and and doing things out of that position, because now, especially, it's so difficult to to say that, you know, sometimes there is that stigma almost that comes mm-hmm. when you, you say that, oh, I am a therapist, but actually, I, you know, I, I heal with the word of God is like, oh, um, you know, so <laughs> I think when finding, um, you know, women like you, just so encouraging and it, an inspiration. And it, it was, I do believe um, that was where we reconnected from yeah i think it was 2022 right 2020 uh so i mean 2020 the year 2020 and too 2022 (laughs) that helped with that because um my dad passed away and all that but i had the small group i had the group and i asked you to join on whatsapp or something like that and then we really started talking like after that i remember you called me once i was going to walmart and we had a whole conversation about the heart and holy spirit and all that stuff it was so so good um so you know thank you for that thank you for the compliment thank you for the assurance thank you for the motivation thank you for the encouragement you are one of those that is constantly encouraging me and you don't know it sometimes I'm like uh and then I'll get a message from you or a thought and I'm kind of like okay somebody's thinking about me let me just get back up and do what I'm supposed to do (laughs) so so I I want us to uh talk a little bit about you know I we have this thing in the organization where um when I have people join the show we talk about your breaking free moment with God your breaking through moment and also your breathing again so uh that will kind of help us kind of understand, you know, as you talk about maturing in faith when it comes to your walk with the Lord, right? Where where in your life did you really get to a point where you're like, I got to break free and follow this person, this Holy Spirit, this thing that is calling me? When did you have that? I I actually love one of the things that we, um, we talked about in church today. And one of the passages that was, was read was, um, Jesus's story with the woman who um, had um, the perfume on, you know, just showered it and, and um, honored him that way. And what really um, caught my attention was when Jesus was saying um, to Simon that to whom, like, you know, if if someone had um, forgiven somewhat a debt of like, let's say 500, I think 550, who do you think is going to be more um, grateful for um that forgiveness and it's like well the one who had more debt and it's like well yeah so 
and that that really captured my attention because mm-hmm. it just took me back to um why sometimes some people might think I'm so um intense in my relationship with God (laughs) (laughs) it really did I was like yeah actually because I know how much you know he he's done for me I know like how much he's forgiven me I know how how much he's loved me I I just can't be casual um with him I can't be casual in my relationship with him and it really for me it goes back and I think this is probably one of the first um forums that I'm actually um going to be sharing things um about my deportation so that I mean it's you know back in uh this 2000 and 2005 um I was living in the UK um you know quite fresh from from school I was trying to just hustle and grind um but you know I was living here without um illegally because I didn't have um, the right documentation and then as if that wasn't enough I was working as well so uh you know you're first you're here illegally and then you're working um mm-hmm, illegally mm-hmm. And there, there came that time where I actually, um, we, we had the police come to my work and it was, it, it was, it was a big thing, you know, at yeah. that time. And um, I remember, um, you know, I, I remember even the, the, the time when I had to just go in, I, I was on my period at that time, I had to go into the, they were going to take me to a detention center, but they couldn't take me to a detention center at that time because of the distance. And so I had to stop over at the nearest um, police station. So I was in the cell for like about three days. And I remember just lying on the floor and the cold and I, I don't know. I, I just think like for me, where I was at that time, even in my relationship wise, it wasn't a great place. And now like looking back, I know it was God saving grace that took me through such a challenging time. I, the whole process of someone being um, removed or deported from a country is actually is, is a really difficult thing to go yeah. through. The stigma that comes with it. And awesome. with your intro, you've talked about even how like our school, I mean, for those who do not know Wesley Girls is mm. like, you know, it's the best school in Ghana. I know. I know this is good. <laughs> It's going to rub some people the wrong school. way. Like, what do you I mean? Know, the best it is the best school. So with it comes like very popular, very acclaimed. And to be a product of that school and to go through that, you know, deportation in itself has got its own stigma. But coming from um, a place where you're well known and, you know, things like that, that could have been really hard. But what I actually found in that time was just a sense of peace. You know, it was God's, God's peace. And for me, that was that moment. I felt that he had actually, uh, it wasn't a nice experience. It wasn't, it's one of those things that you don't want to learn the hard way, but I feel that he really captured my attention and I'm mm-hmm. thankful for that because sometimes it's easy for when things like these happen for you to say that oh like you know how why did God not save me from it and he could have done this and he could have done that but mm-hmm. I think it's so important that 
we take that opportunity to lean into him and to actually say, you know, what is what is going on um, in here? Are there things that you need to work with me on and, and work through me? So it, it was that time. I never, I'm thankful I never left that relationship with him. I actually leaned into it. I was still immature in my, you know, with my walk with him, but it, he had grace for me. And so uh, through that, my husband and I, we we got married. And at that time, we were still like, you know, trying to get out of um, GH, um, visa issues. And, you know, that is a story for another day, because there was that whenever you're in the wilderness, unless you learn what God wants you to learn, you are not going to go through. And, you know, sometimes I feel that sometimes as children of God, we throw such big tantrums that sometimes maybe even even when we haven't learned the things that he wants us to learn in the wilderness, we throw massive tantrums. He just goes like, yeah, it's okay. Just, just go, you go and do your thing. So I'm actually really glad that I didn't throw that big a tantrum. He had mercy on me to let me still stay in that time. Yes. And so that time was was that time of of preparation that time was that time of healing it was that time of of working on my heart it was that time of transformation it was a time of changing my perspective how I look at things what I see and what I seek and so that was so instrumental um, in in my relationship with him and I think that you know it's not been a perfect journey because we're not perfect and that's Mm -hmm. not what he's calling us into Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really about just letting go and letting him be, um, mm-hmm. knowing that even when you mess up, it's it's okay. Just mm-hmm. go to him. He's mm-hmm. a father. He's a friend. And depending on where you are or what you do, you you know how to approach him. He's always going to be there for you. And I think mm-hmm. the important thing is just just don't take him out of the equation, mm-hmm. like whatever it is. Just don't take him out of it. I mean, just hearing your story and this is my second or third time hearing it because we've talked about it before but just you know hearing it um for everyone that's listening the last bit that you talked about you know don't take him out of the equation yes we throw tantrums and sometimes it's kind of like are you really kidding me you are made in the image of god oftentimes i ask clients in 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 sessions like when i give you the past the present and the future where are you in this moment and the other well i usually i'm in the past and sometimes i go into the future and the present not so much and i always like the present not so much that's a powerful statement to be in the present not so much because the present as it says in his word straining forward moving forward going forward hold on kennedy kennedy yes (laughs) just close the door i don't have your pepsi what How could you not have a Pepsi, mommy? I'm fasting. I'm fasting. I can't drink the Pepsi. <laughs> nope, I don't. <laughs> okay, so oh, straining forward. So the present is about moving forward. Mm-hmm. The things that you're doing now to move yeah. forward. And we don't allow ourselves to be in the present enough to experience what we are experiencing to move forward. Yeah. And so when I hear your story about the deportation, 
and all those things that you went through. It, it hurts to know that, you know, you went through that, but also to even hear your victory story, like everything that I went through, I allowed the lessons to be taught. Oof. <laughs> Allowing the lessons to be taught. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we don't. No. And I think one of the things that I feel really blessed um, for is, is the fact that like, I mean, when you say allowing the lessons to be taught, right, that is so <laughs> important. And I think you can only do that when you are at the place of recognizing that you would always be a student, that you, mm-hmm. you haven't got it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I always see myself as a construction site, as work in progress, because like you said, we, we're not the finished product we we've not reached our goal so I think it's so important and I think you know even um when I I first um um, went back to Ghana and you know you know our our people because we you've got we know we don't fight against just flesh and blood so mm-hmm. we know all that so I know like even some of the time my mom was like oh like it's, there's so many people who don't even have visas and all that like how come to just you and and I'm just like you know what like the, and we want to talk about the devil and his part and I you know the the devil is you know at work and trying to to raw and trying to do all that but the the thing is sometimes we give him the loopholes so when you talk about you know we having to learn you you first got to be willing to actually accept the fact that you you have to always want to learn yes and own it exactly exactly and so I actually had to tell my mom no actually even if it even if it is the devil I gave him the loophole and the loophole is that I was there illegally. I was and it's ouch, right? Illegally. It's, it's like, ouch. It, it hurts exactly. to say that. It hurts to admit it. But once you admit it, what is it? Once you admit it, the devil has no hold over you. You're free. You're free. You're you are free. And, and you know, because you're saying that, I'm, I'm going to um, just... When when we were um, after I got married, um, so my husband's British, and we were applying for um, a visa. It it turns out that um, I had so in in the past, like one of the times when I, I I renewed my visa, I went through the it was a phase of the connection men. I don't know if you remember them, but they would yes. be the ones. Yeah. <laughs> So I went through. So for, for the listeners, those who do not know, like a connection man would be someone who would say, oh, like if you need a visa, you just have to pay this amount and mm-hmm. we'll take care of all the paperwork. Like if you don't have a bank statement, don't worry, invitation, don't worry. <laughs> and all that. We'll take care of all of that. So I went through a connection man for one of my my visas and obviously like when so I went back to Ghana to, to pick it up and I was so excited, you know, didn't even check the paperwork like who cares like you've just got the visa so when after I got married and we were applying for my settlement visa one of the questions I remember I went for the interview and the lady asked me oh um who is you know this person put a name on there and I was like I was just running through my mind and I'm like oh um should I say a cousin you know what you know what Ghana is everyone is related to someone like this will be my cousin like should I should I say a brother like oh I don't know and then the Holy Spirit like you know right even then way back he just said to me he just tapped me on the shoulder go with the truth oh (laughs) 
And I was like, I don't know him. No. <laughs> and the lady was like, so she then, it's like, hmm, gotcha, pulled an application, you know, with my details, my picture, my name and everything, and said, well, you applied for a visa, um, you know, a, a few years ago. <laughs> Was he's like husband. this is this is where you're like can the floor just open and swallow <laughs> me you know and I think and you know that was a massive battle for us and a lot of people when they heard the story the first thing that they they said was also they said you know their conclusion was that um I could be a bigamist for all they know. So now the burden is you know, on me to prove that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, like when they heard that, like, you know, within our um, circle, my, my mom's um, circle was like, oh, just go and produce a divorce certificate and just mm-hmm. go back and mm-hmm. just say it. And I was just like, no, actually, I'm not going to do that because mm-hmm. I've had many years of trying to lie, trying to forge, mm-hmm. trying to manipulate things to get my way. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit is asking me to stick with the truth because mm-hmm. when you, you know, it's just to uh, to say with what she said, when you actually, you, you stand for the truth, you stay in the truth, there, there's nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to trip up on yourself. You don't have to be who you're not you, you don't have to be out of character it mm-hmm. is just what it is it is it, it I mean is. just hearing this and I feel like I need to say this to all the sisters listening and some of the men listen um being a Christian when you call yourself a Christian it doesn't mean that you have arrived so as you're hearing Yvette's story you know you break that judgmental spirit that is coming upon you right now as you're listening, judging her, because I don't want you to judge her. To be honest, I'm, break, I'm not even yeah, about. <laughs> you break, you break that critique that you have going on in your head about maybe because she could have done this. No, because guess what? She is free. Mm-hmm. And we all have a past. Um, I have a past. Everybody has a past. Some of us, we have owned our past and we are working through it. (laughs) Some of us, we are yet to own our past. And so there's some more suffering that we are going through. Everybody has a past. And what we need to recognize when we are calling ourselves children of God, which means that the spirit of the Lord lives in you, is he is constantly wanting you to be the better version that he needs and knows you can be. And once you allow that, and I'm going to use the word allow again, once you allow that teaching to take place, there is a lot that you can learn from it. And so Yvette allowed that teaching to take place the moment she said, you know, I have lied, I have manipulated, I don't want to do that anymore. That is a bold statement for you to even admit to yourself, because at that point, God is like, I can use that person. They have said some, you know, it's like Apostle Paul. You are able to say that I have been this, I have been that, but by the grace of God, I am going to be this, you know. Absolutely. And you know what? I, 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 to be honest, I, I hadn't thought about what we were going to share like you know I'm <laughs> not even and you know even some of these stories I just said like they're, they're long probably for another day but I just feel I'm always like able to draw on these things if needed to because the truth is you know when you talk about judgment I don't I, I even if like if someone judges that is actually their issue um it's it's not it's, it's not something that 
that's what freedom is. It, it's not something that it, I'm not anchored to it. It, it, it doesn't really um, bother me at all. Um, because I think for me, it's important that if there is something to be learned, to be encouraged um, from it. It's, you know, when you talk about being a Christian, that you've not arrived yet, you're work in progress. All these times, I was still a Christian. I was still going to church. But guess what? I still making bad decisions. I still make bad decisions now. Today. Mm-hmm. Um, so exactly. So it's just to say that, you know, don't don't beat yourself up for, for bad, but just allow God to actually help you mature. Allow yourself to 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 wean off certain things Mm -hmm. and I say you know use allow as well and I I use I I probably throw that um statement in this house um quite a bit because there might be times where um as a family we we would um abstain from let's say sugar or things like that you know for a while and so you realize that when you go back to it the taste is quite sweet and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, this is too sugary. And so I tell them, you know what? Allow yourself to grow out of it. Allow mm-hmm. yourself to to dislike it, mm-hmm. so that you mm-hmm. can you can move past it. Because most mm-hmm. of the times, what happens is that we know that oh, like I'm building a resistance to it. But actually, mm-hmm. shouldn't I like this? You know, mm-hmm. in your mind, mm-hmm. like you know, you're building a resistance to that chocolate or the sweet mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's just too sugary for you now. But you're like, oh, but it's it's comfort food. It's junk food. I should like this. And so you carry on. And then you then desensitize what you had sensitized yourself to, yes. if that makes sense. It and is. then you find that, you know, you're, yes. you're going back um, into it, even though mm-hmm. you you had got into that stage where you mm-hmm. could actually allow yourself to do that. And so for me, those were all things that it was just allowing the Holy Spirit to help me mature out of that. And another thing to be learned out of that is that, you know, even when we take that step, it doesn't mean that God is going to do what we want him to do for us, like mm-hmm. tomorrow or yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it still took us, um, you know, after we we stopped. So you know, when I had that word from my sister, we literally just stopped because for the first two years of um, my deportation, that was what we were we were all on about we had like a lot of finance and everything like you know um, invested into it it was even the start of like our financial issues and everything like that because it's quite expensive paying for it getting things and and all of that's the the, that's the so but it's all it's it's about trying allowing him to do his Mm -hmm. thing without us being desperate and so I always tell the my kids like I don't want you to be desperate for anything but God because every time we get desperate for anything else but God we make bad decisions and those decisions can come back to hurt us it's not God punishing you sometimes it's actually you just having the repercussions of decisions bad decisions that you've made and so it's important during that time what did I do I decided to go in for uh, my degree Um, I I got a job I started a family I I I did things you know and I I lived I I matured I I walked with Christ important to us when when we come to him for healing I think it's important that we don't try and dictate the pace or how he should do it just because he's done it this way in somebody else's life you are different he created you uniquely and he knows you respond to things uniquely and so he I say that um 
you have given so much and there's so many ways to go. Um, I was getting emotional when you're talking about um, that brief portion of allowing, um, even when we're going through the sufferings and all that allowing, um, I say allow God to be God. And I can see a sister who, you know, is going through some disturbance, you know, in their life and they just want to get up and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And in the previous episode, um, the recent episode for last week, I talked about, you know, living a God diary. How many stories in the Bible can we relate, relate to seven, to, to seven, yeah. even more, even more, yeah. you know, yeah. where you, you are stagnant. It's, it feels like you're stagnant. Your life yeah. is now moving forward. But listen to what you, 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 you did a lot. And I was, you know, I got me emotional because I was thinking about, you know, your husband and how he had to travel to Ghana, right? Yeah. And he, he, so it's kind of like there were still options and you had a good man who was like, I'm going to stay. That's the other thing too. I'm committed. I'm going to stay. I'm not going to run for the hills because, you know, this marriage didn't work out and all that stuff. Because there are so many spouses out there that would have immediately dropped you and be like, forget it. You know, I don't want to stay. I'm going to leave, blah, blah, blah. But he stayed. And that's why I was getting emotional just to see the heart of a man, a godly man who is like, I'm going to stay, you know, and we are believing even if it's 10 years or whatever, that things would change. And the moment you let go and let God, the moment you are like, God, this is your plan, work it out. And you just went about your business, got your degree, did all that, did that, you know, the years that you, those seven years, when you look back now, what do they look like? They, they, if, when I look back now, they, they, they were preparation. Okay. When I look back at those seven years, it, it was, it was for healing. When I look back at those seven years, it was for, for rest, even in, mm-hmm. in a way it was for enjoyment and, mm-hmm. you know, enjoyment of, of my mom. So I, mm-hmm. uh, we, you know, my mom lived with us, um, you know, throughout the time and, you know, she, she helped with, with the kids. I've got three children. Um, I had the first two in Ghana, my third one, I was pregnant um, with her when we actually came to the UK. Um, but she got to enjoy her grandchildren and I got to enjoy my mom. She was always, you know, with us, had a good time. Um, when we actually came back to the UK, I couldn't see my mom again before um, she transitioned, which was about five years ago. So looking back at that time, I can be, you know, quite great. And, you know, a lot of the times, like, I remember as well when my, when my mom passed away and everyone who, like, called me and they were like, oh, I thought you were going to be like in, in such a bad state because people knew how close I was to my mom. I mean, my mom, like there'll be um, most mornings, like I'll call her, we'll, I'll do the school run. And she might call me and I'm like, auntie, I'm, I'm doing the school run. I'm busy. I was, everyone called her auntie. And then she's like, oh, okay. I'll, um, I'll call you back on your way to work and I'll go and accompany, like, you know, I'll accompany you to work. So we'll be talking like throughout. And, you know, we we were so close and I'll ask me to say, Everyone, you know, just thought it, it was just going to be um, heartbreak, and it was. But the truth is, like, when when you are maturing in in God, He He has that provision for you, so that even when you're going through those those painful and challenging and difficult situations, I really believe those 
things really, it, it, it sets us apart as who we are as children of God. I believe the way that we handle those moments are really important because, you know, I was talking about purpose and people, you know, were like, um, what, what is purpose and what are we on here for? And, and God took me to a very powerful statement, like in Isaiah 43, um, verse seven, he said, I have made you for my glory. And that's, that's your purpose, sister. So if, if you were just, if you, if you're like, oh, I don't know what I, you know, I'm here for, what's my purpose? That is your purpose. God has made you for his glory. Now, what you want to accomplish for him and through him and with him, those things are missions. Those things are things that you do. But your actual purpose, the reason you resist, the reason he created you is for his glory. And so everything should be for his glory. And it's a lot easier for us to give him glory in good times but guess what? Those difficult situations, those challenging moments, when you have the option to either lie and get an easy way, but you stick with the truth because you know that's not what he's calling you into. When you've lost someone, when a relationship we've worked so hard for and you know, just you, you, you lose that relationship, how we handle it, how we live through those moments, I do believe that's where the power really is, where we can signpost people, where people can see us enduring, and the word is endure, to go through such difficult situations. And not that we, we're not sad about it or we, you know, we don't show our emotions because it's important, but if you have to grieve, you've got to go, go through that period, but actually go through it and not be broken by it because mm -hmm. you know that, you are walking within his purpose you yeah. know that everything is for his glory mm -hmm. so whether you're a mom whether you are a wife whether you're you know what what, it, what you do what your your hands find doing everything it goes back to his glory that's what your purpose is <laughs> listen um and I'm going to have to write this down as part of the process I'm creating, because when you said that, you know, with people, I am somebody who um, is doing this work as a therapist who is helping people heal through his word of God. I love it because I don't see that too often. You go and you get so many different worldly tools, right? Yeah. And it's important to use those tools. And I give those to clients when I know that they need it. But I do believe that um, the tool, the number one tool that really a lot of people lack is the spirit. We take care of the body very Ooh. well. We do it very well, yeah. exercise and eating right, all that stuff. We take care of the soul, you know, soul care. I need this and I need, I need music and my emotions and my feelings and my personality and all these personality tests just to tell me who I am and all that. And then the spirit is so detached from the body and the soul. And so my job in this line of, you know, work that I am enjoying now is, you know, helping people reconnect that spirit uh -huh. and I cannot help you reconnect your spirit in any other way but through the word of God yep and as I'm hearing you speak all I'm hearing is you know when the brain and of course that's why I do what I do because I have to bring in the science a little bit in our brain as we are going through suffering and all that our brain is working actively to help us 
And sometimes our brain is also working actively to protect us. And sometimes, you know, when we lean on our brain, sometimes our brain will say, freeze, faint, faint, you know, all those things, you know, the, those F, you know, like when you encounter danger. So when we encounter deportation or sexual assault or something like that, our brain all of a sudden is taking over and it's telling us what to do. Do you freeze? Do you faint? Do you do you feign? Do you uh, fight? What what is it? Which one do you want to do, Kate? Which one do you want to do? And I have to immediately, quickly choose. Like I want to fight. And so when I'm fighting, all of a sudden I'm putting my defenses up. My heart is closed. I don't want to talk to people. I'm pulling my weight myself away from people. When I freeze, I'm kind of like stuck in that age. I I like I can be 25 and I'm still stuck at seven years old. I don't know how to move forward. And so on and so forth. I can talk about this all day your brain is doing things in its own way to help you in quote you have the amygdala this is where you know the 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 fear factor comes in so you're kind of like and then you're doing things in fear your brain is just protecting you what the word of god is teaching us to do is to go against the grain so i say you have faint you have faint you have fight you have freeze i say fellowship Hmm. Fellowship. Wow. The fellowship whoever, of the Holy Spirit. Yes, I remember fellowship. <laughs> fellowship yeah. is the other F that is missing yeah. from all those Fs. Yeah. That if you fellowship, you're going against the brain. Your brain is like, what are you doing? You're supposed to mm. do something. Get up, mm. let's go. Da, 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 da. And you're like, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to pray and I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit. As you said, I'm going to lean in. You know, I'm going to lean into God instead of pulling away from him because he is going to walk you through it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I remember, you know, when my, when my mom um, passed away, it it, it was difficult. That was, um, it it was really challenging, but it, it was definitely something that got me through you know when you talk about praying and praise and my mom died on a, on a Tuesday it was a Tuesday evening and in fact I wanted to go to church that Sunday I went to church that Sunday to share a testimony because I was like you know what we we're always um, wanting like you know the testimony is normally about pleasant things that we've experienced but I actually wanted to give a testimony for God's faithfulness because, mm-hmm. you know, there had been so many times that my mom, she was 63 when she died. But right at, I I remember um, once when I was, I must have been 10 or even probably a, a little bit um, younger than that. So this must have been, you know, my mom was, around 40 uh, thereabout and she had high blood pressure so she had a a headache that day and she was like oh I'm I'm just going to try and sleep and and rest it off so just don't let anybody you know disturb me and one of my cousins came in and he's like oh no I've got to talk to her he's really urgent I'm like no 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 she's sleeping like she said nobody should disturb he's like no I've, I've got to talk um to her he goes in and wakes her up and her headache, apparently, like, you know, the doctor's report, her headache had, you know, just gone, it's, it's escalated, the blood pressure was so high that she had actually died in her sleep. So it would have just been the next morning, just like, you know, you know how you say in, in GH, like, oh, we don't even know what killed 
the person, but actually her blood pressure had gotten that high. And if he hadn't woken her up, taken, so he was waking her up and she wasn't responding. So we had to immediately take her up, um, get her in a taxi and take her to the hospital. And I had, as you know, when those things, it happened when I was praising, as I was praising, I, I put on um, I put on music. I loved this song, um, God of the Hills and Valley at that time. And I was just worshiping and praying to it. And God took me back to all those times where my mom, you know, she could have transitioned. She could have died so many times at a younger age and he preserved her throughout. And it came back to that point of, of, of purpose and knowing why we exist and giving him glory for everything. Because one of the things that came out so strongly during that time was that, you know what, even my own life is not mine. My life is God's, how much more my mom's. So God is her creator. He decides what she, you know, how long she lives, when she lives and and all of that. And so it was just coming to him as, as hurtful as it was, pouring my heart out to him and telling him, I'm I'm hurting, Father, and I need you to heal me of this pain. Um, but then I'm still I'm still connecting to him. I'm not disconnecting. So just bringing that pain and and just bringing all of that to him. But then also saying that I'm not coming in to question you. I'm not coming in to ask you your whys because your ways are a lot higher than our ways. And the truth is, she wasn't mine to keep. My children are not mine to decide when they live, how long they live. It's having that mind of a steward and knowing that everything that we have, everything that we we get is actually management. And that Mm -hmm. is in everything. And so what happens is whenever we make anything more important than God, that thing becomes an idol to us. And that's where sometimes our heart and and our spirit might go off in the wrong direction. And so it's important that even when you have those challenges and you're having that pain, when your heart is in the right place, when you know that at the end of the day, above everything else, you are God's and he always knows the plans and they're always good plans. Mm -hmm. Even when you're hurting, you still have peace. Even when you're hurting, you still have faith in him. Even when you're hurting, you still trust him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that the pain goes away, but it nope. means that he heals you and he helps you through it. But you need yep. to allow him to do that. Yep. You know, just hearing you talk about, you know, the different types, I'll say the different types of traumas that you've been through, you know, and I was earlier on talking about the trauma responses that we have, which is the fight, the flight, the freeze and the fawn. And I said, fellowship. That is the piece that um, of the work that I get to do is helping women and girls understand the concepts, not from a worldly view, but from a biblical view. Yeah. So when we are, when I'm listening to you, you know, share these moments about your mom, oh, there's a song that is coming to mind. I'm coming back. To the to heart, the heart, of, heart worship. of worship, and it's, it's all, all about you. you. I mean, fellowship is everything. Yeah, the heart of worship. What you worship will oftentimes dictate how we respond to situations, yeah. and those are the moments where you have to ask yourself: Do I truly believe? Yeah, 
when we are going through stress of any kind, yes, mm. your brain will act funny. Yes, your body will respond in different ways. But when you have been able to get to a space where you're like, okay, you need to think. The very first tool that is in your toolbox that you need to grab in our world, I'll say internalize and externalize and people are anesthetizing with drugs and all that stuff. The very first tool that you have that you need to grab the Bible, praise, worship, prayer, and not just, just any prayer, prayer. And you can open the Bible and even read a lot of prayers in there from people who have gone through some of the things yeah. that we've been through to kind of ignite and activate in you the things that God wants to activate in you. His word, what does it say? It's a lamp onto my feet, right? My feet. And a light oh, onto my path. God. You have to be able to pull these tools and be like, I am created in the image of God and I know that he is for me and not against me. You have to bring those things out. And that yeah. comes from you fellowshipping with him. Absolutely. So we've heard you're breaking free and we've heard you're breaking through those seven years, how you broke through and all those things. How are you breathing again? When, <laughs> when did you get to this spot where you're like, oh, I can finally breathe? I, I think my, my breathing probably, it, it started, um, might be about 12 or so years ago. I think when I, you know, and, and I say that because I, I want sisters to know that it, it didn't start when I got my visa that when I was like, oh, you know, this was what I was looking for. And, and, the, and, and, and love, I mean, I didn't know the things that I, I was going to share, but I've shared these things because I just want, you know, you to know that whatever it is that you're going through, that he has got a plan for you. I've shared these things. And I mean, I, I haven't really, um, there's some of them, like the the visa and the connection man and all that you you would that you heard it here first um <laughs> I'm, I'm always getting the tea okay like you, you are. are not the only one my some of my other guests would be like you have having me share things that I haven't shared with other yeah. people I'm like <laughs> exactly <laughs> but you know and it, it's because I, I feel that is important that sometimes you know when you're you're listening to someone to know a little bit Bit about some of their own struggles and challenges because I think more than anything that is what connects us because we're mm -hmm. human so that is like you know a, a real connector our vulnerabilities are, are places that we we can really connect but it's just knowing that you know you've the person's just not got to where they are just there it's it's that process that you talk about and I'm still work in progress mm -hmm. um but I think for me it really came before even before we applied for that last um last visa in Ghana just starting to to have that that build that faith I think it started again by I found as well that the more I was fellowshipping the more I wanted to fellowship. So the more I was reading the word, the more I wanted to do it, the more I was enjoying it. And like I say to my kids, I, I get it that this time, sometimes you might find like sermons boring and things like that. But <laughs> because yes, I, I've been there, but 
you you have to you have to allow yourself to mature into the word of god you've got to you you've got to do that and you know when the bible talks about love and the um the things what love is and we talk about love is patience it's kind and it's not just love us loving people but it's also love us loving god when god is asking us to love he says you know he wants us to love unconditionally he wants us to love people unconditionally not because they are this or they give you this that's not what he's called us into Mm -hmm. but it's also the same way that he's calling us to love him Mm -hmm. so we're not loving him just because he can you know give you um you know the the husband you've been praying for or the child or a job that's not he wants us to love him for who he is and so that's also that's really important. And I think the more you you fellowship, the more you get to know Him, the more you 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 lean into that love, and the yes. more it's just like He's easy to love, like yes. honestly. <laughs> but you you have got to you you've got to get past the conflict of the flesh and the spirit, yes. and then allow yourself to really say, you know what. Let's get deeper. Let's mm-hmm. let's do this. Yes. I mean, just the love of God and how you got to, you know, you're breathing again. It's not like, oh, I had the visa and I got, oh, Musa, your breathing again started before because he knew that you're going to need it after. I mean, yeah. suffering doesn't end when you get what you need or you get what you want. You know, yeah. sometimes you get what you want and then the real suffering starts. <laughs> It, no absolutely <laughs> absolutely I'll, I'll tell you the, the story um do you know how I was actually um uh, when I was actually um deported there were people who would have been like yeah you thought you had the cushion job so if you <laughs> if you had been on the warehouse floor with us you would have still been here so th- this is what happened apparently like they came in and uh, into my workplace like it, it was a warehouse so they came in and they were looking out for like you know people went to HR and got their names and all that and I started off as a, as a warehouse um warehouse operative packing and things like that and I got the opportunity to go and work in the office which was you know even more so when you're talking about like your breakthrough coming in so at that time it was like oh things are going well like look I might even get like a permanent role and everything like that and then boom this came in because apparently some of the people who had been working in the warehouse they they hid in bins and things like that so they could but it is just that example but you're thinking thinking and you know someone could be thinking oh god but like why elevate me um only for me to to have this big um crash um come through but that is that's that's part of that process so you you need to you need to trust him I, I mean I don't know what that was why that happened I still don't know I don't have revelation about it I'm, I've moved on. I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying like, oh, I need to know this. And I know I've, I've, I've just, um, so yeah, sometimes it can come even, um, you know, after that. But I think that sometimes he is waiting for us mm-hmm. to just completely let go and then let him assume his position, his role as number one person in our lives. The heart of worship. That yes. is the heart of worship. The and- heart of worship. So when we actually empty ourselves out 
and then let God put the things that matter most so that's spending time with him growing in him like you know going in to accomplish being willing like you have been willing and obedient to the heart that he's calling us to heal and to guide when we put those things in first then we're going to be able to pour some of those luxuries that we things that yeah they're nice to have or nice to do but when it comes to you know when when it comes to the end it's, it's really not the things that matter the most he just wants to allow us to empty ourselves of everything, all the things that are holding our hearts, and then just try and put it back in the right order. Just hearing everything that you have shared. I mean, I hope that for those sisters listening, that you take away a lot of nuggets from this episode and even just hearing how Yvette, you know, you've been able to break free, to breathe again, to break through all those things we hear the essence of God in your story. You know, sometimes people think of, um, you know, when you talk about contentment um, as lacking ambition, but I don't think, personally, I don't think that's true. You know, I think that I'm very ambitious. I'm very ambitious to keep my peace in God. That is my number one ambition. So the things that causes me to you know be unsettled if it's not coming from him that I need to listen to that tension I don't like to feed my my spirit self with things like that because I need to guard my heart because you know we we know that um, the bible says above all like guard your heart and the thing with the heart is that we're told that is is deceitful uh, above all things and we can that it can be so easily you know deceitful if it is not being transformed by God and that's the heart is so important it is the core it is the source but you cannot trust it if it hasn't been transformed by Christ if everybody could see my body language it would be like what is she doing (laughs) All I can hear is the Bible verse, not easily broken. The three-stranded cord is not easily broken. You hear a lot of that apply to marriage. I think it applies to us individuals as well. When you think about, if I were to ask, what's your three-stranded cord? Like when you live your life, what are those three-stranded cords that you have intertwined yourself with? You know, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. That's it. Like wrap it around you. wrap it around you you know wrap it around you wrap it around (laughs) you god is almighty that is why the bible is important it is the word of god but when we're reading it we we get to consume christ and and then he feeds our spirit because whatever we feed grows and whatever we don't feed whatever we starve it dies joy 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 I've got joy in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? For me, it, it looks like getting up and spending time at the throne and just soaking in the presence of God and just, you know, praying and asking him to, to speak to me and and guide my and joy is also um being able to spend time with my family being able to spend time with with my husband with my children 
being able to do a good job you've got to be willing to be interrupted you've got to be yes. willing to be inconvenient yes. allow, and allow yeah. <laughs> yourself to be interrupted I often say allow yourself to be interrupted by God so so listen yeah. it has been great um catching up with you and definitely you're not a stranger to the whole organization so you get to come back and you get to you get behind this scenes intel too so you get to you know what's really going on and all that stuff and it's 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 just amazing to to see you blossoming in your ministry and the things that you know you know god is asking you to do and where he's asking you to be and you know years later when you look back i know you look back with joy you look back with um, appreciation for all the things that um, God has been able to do with you, through you, and for other people because you exist and he created you for a purpose and you're living your purpose. So ah, it has, wow, it's been amazing. It's it been has amazing. been amazing. And <laughs> you know what? I've got to like, you know, I know, and we, we spoke about it and I know that your work is to, you know, lead people and help people heal. But I really want to just say, you know, thank you for yes. allowing yourself um, for oh. God to use you and your willingness, kicking and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The main thing is that Kate goes <laughs> and she did go and she's still going because <laughs> guess what? Jesus, at, you know, at the end of it, he's like, I really don't want And I really do want to give um, a shout out to you and the ministry. Aww. And I know there are people um, behind as well, mm. the scenes, Dion, Yo-Yo, Will, Wilkie, and like, you know, I don't even like, you know, so many other names um, yeah. helping you guys do such an amazing job. And I'm so thankful for your heart and for what you're allowing God to use you for. Oh, and your family as well, your husband. <laughs> <laughs> you know for releasing you into the things oh, that god yes, is calling you yes. to do he and, puts, and for puts. the kids um as well and amen yeah you know Amen. so it's thank yeah, you absolutely thank amazing. you thank you you know as you were talking i just got the title for your episode so i want you to stay tuned to find out what i put as a title <laughs> for your episode so you on know, that note i love great. you i love you i love and you thank let, you for um, being let, here and <laughs> with a prayer i'm, I'm gonna pray as well Go ahead. <laughs> Father, we thank you so much um, that you are so awesome and you love us. And Father, I thank you um, for Kay, for her family, Father, for the ministry and everyone, oh God, who is, is helping, oh Lord. Father, we thank you for your provision for the ministry, oh God, the resources, oh Lord. Father, and I pray and I thank you for the listeners. I pray, oh God, and I, I pray that as you know, you speak, that they would just yeah, encounter you in a different way. Father, those who are hurting, who need healing i pray that you meet each one at the point of their need oh god and we thank you for how awesome and amazing that you are we thank you that you know the plans that you have for us and their plans to bring us a hope and a future oh god that it, it glorifies you so we thank you that we've got your word and we can stand firm on your word and we can rest secured in your word oh god we just praise you we love you so much and yeah we just want to give you praise lord in Jesus name amen 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 and like I said this is a first and I am embracing it and I'm taking it all in so I will be <laughs> talking you. to you soon thank you for coming to choose the thank you free. love you sis bye love you bye <laughs>